Thank you for tuning in. We trust you will feel encouraged, uplifted, and inspired to build God's kingdom with us. Enjoy the message. How many of you know what this is? Of course you would know what this is, okay? And now it's not a spoon, it's not a wooden spoon, it's nothing for the people who dedicated their babies. This is not something you can use as well. Before we get there, I would like to play a video that I would like you to watch quickly, and uh, then I'll go on. Maybe you'll be able to identify. Whoops. Just another time, just so that I can make sure that... Oops. She's going to be Aina tomorrow. All right, she's going to feel it in the morning. How many of you can identify with that? One or two of you. The others of you have never been in a kayak. I feel really sorry for you. You have been deprived. You've been absolutely deprived because that's normal. All right, so this is, this is uh, an oar, if you didn't know that. And um, let me tell you something about this this morning because I'm going to use it as my illustration to you. But this is my sea kayak. I go on the sea with them. Um, it's uh, the safest thing to take on the sea because some of the sharks are about as big as this that swim past you. And when you hook them, you bring them about five meters from you, you cut the line because you are not stupid. But we've caught big fish on my sons and I on these kayaks. Uh, and we, we, we haven't been for a while, but I'm planning. And uh, so 18 kilogram barracudas, and I don't know, on these kind of kayaks. So it's, it's one of my passions. I, I love fishing, but I don't use a hook, so don't get excited, okay? Those green people. You know, it's all, yeah, let me not go there. No, we, we, I love fish, so, uh, and I love catching them as well. But anyway, so can you imagine if these shorties are normally used on, on like rowing boats, and they can connect together, but they, they, this I borrowed, and then I wrote on it, and I can't wipe it off. So, Pierre, I'm really, really sorry. But I, it's maybe a message for you. But this, this is called probably a shorty. Some people call it a shorty, like you maybe, a shorty, you know. And, uh, and so what you do is, 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 is if, you had to, if you had to put the shorty in, and you, and you row, and you go down, or in the sea, or on a river, or a dam, and you just use the one, what's going to happen, Andre? This most lo logic is that that's what's going to happen, you know? And that's where I want to go, but I'm really not going to go there because I'm going. Then you get clever and you say, no, 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 wait a minute. Let me put the right-hand one down or the left hand, and let me take the, the right-hand one. And you go and you row. And what happens? And you're just making a circle like this. And you're not getting where you're supposed to get. And you see, that's what James is telling us, basically. He says, you know what, some of you are rowing with faith. And, um, and, and you row, man, and, and, you, and, you, and you put it in, and you, and you put effort in, and you put all your strength in it, and you think, I'm going to grow my faith. I'm going to grow my faith. And what you do is, and I'll explain to you what James is saying to you, is you're just going in a circle, and you're just going in a circle, and you're not getting anywhere, and you're really not doing what you're supposed to be doing, and you might as well go and sit on the side because you're drifting where you don't want to go. And you say, wait a minute, but then uh, if faith is not good enough, Rolf, uh, maybe you're saying to me, then I must do works. And, uh, and I'll just grow with my works. And, I'll just and I'm going to paddle as hard 
as I can. I'm going to push this with all my strength into the water. And now I'm just going the circle in a different way. So James is telling us, he's talking to us about these two issues this morning. And, and that's what I want to do. And this is actually the oar that we use on the sea because you, you, you can't do both of those. And you tie it to your kayak and, and you, have, you have faith and you have works and you have faith and you have works and you get where you're supposed to get and you get there. It's hard work sometimes. I, I don't know if you've, you know, the best thing I've ever had was, was a rubber duck with 265 horsepower motors on because it took no effort to get wherever I wanted to on the sea. This is major work. I go weeks to the Harapiaspur Dam before I do this because <gasps> you get, that's the effect if, you don't, if you're not fit. But faith and works and faith and works. They work in tandem and they cannot be separated because I'll go around in circles and I'm not doing, I'm not getting where I'm supposed to get. And that's what James is talking to us about. And I'm telling you, we, we don't get it. We don't, we don't get it. You see, it takes, it takes, takes both faith and works for our faith to be real and for us to get anywhere where God wants us to be in this Christian life. And it gets worse, and I'll tell you just now. Because sometimes we are saying, well, I don't really have great ambitions for my faith. I'm just going to go to church, and I'm going to make it and go to heaven. But I'll tell you something, that that kind of faith uh, is talked about in James, and I'll get back to that in a moment. So here it is. This is what is real. Doing is evidence that we believe. Doing is evidence that I have faith. That's what James, that's the simple message here this morning. And, 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 and I can stop now and send you home and some of you say that'll be cool because then I'll be able to buy the meat on my way home and still have a braai as well. But Warren Wisber said this and he's a, he's a, he writes commentaries. He says, people with dead faith substitutes words for deeds. People with dead faith. They know the correct vocabulary for prayer and testimony and can even quote the right verses from the Bible, but their work does not measure up to their faith. Their work does not measure up to their talk. They think that their words are as good as works, and they are wrong. They are wrong. In the book of James, and I said to you last week as well, that James is the little brother of Jesus. But actually, James is the half-brother of Jesus because they did not have the same father, remember? Are you with me? James's mother was Mary. The father was Joseph. Jesus's mother was Mary. The father was God himself. Okay, now for some of us, that's a big step to take to believe, but that's what the Word of God teaches us. So James goes on, and he speaks about this very simple thing, and he says, you have to have faith and works. They go together. They work in tandem together. The one cannot be with the other. You know, yes, I'm telling you that faith in us will produce a new life. It will produce a new life, but it would not produce good works, or it should be producing good works and that is the tension here is faith is good for a new life but this new life needs to be evident and real it needs to produce good works for it to actually believe and show that it is the real thing we're going to look at it a bit, little bit more in depth this morning James chapter 2 would you like to turn there with me and keep your Bible open keep your finger there because I'm going to refer to a couple of verses there James chapter 2 uh, it's always a good thing to bring your Bible to church 
your sword. James chapter 2, verse 14 to 26. I'm going to read the whole bunch then, and we're going to come back to a couple of them piece by piece. James chapter 2, 14. It says, what good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? And then he asks this question, he says, can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes or food, and if one, any one of you say to him, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about his physical need, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, is not a, if not accompanied by action, is dead. Cannot be any straighter. But someone will say, you have faith. And James says, I have deeds. Show me your faith without your deeds, and I will show you my faith. Listen to what James says. By my deeds. If you have your Bible underlined, underline that word, circle it. By my deeds. I'll show you my faith by my deeds. You believe that there is one God? Good. Even the demons believe that in shudder. You foolish person, do you want evidence that faith without deeds is, is useless? Was not our father Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith and his actions worked together. And his faith was made complete by what he did. Made complete by what he did. And the scripture was fulfilled uh, that says Abraham believed God. What kind of belief this was this? Faith and deeds is what it speaks about. That kind of faith was credited to him as righteousness. And he was called a friend of God. I would love to be called a friend of God. You see in verse 24 that a person is considered righteous by what they do and not by faith alone. It doesn't say and not by faith. It says not by faith alone. That's what it says, all right? Verse 25, in the same way was not even Rahab the prostitute considered righteous when she did uh, uh, what she did for what she did when she gave lodging to the spies and sent them off in a different direction. Verse 26, as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. I hope God's gonna speak to us this morning, dear friends, because many of us have a passive, a passive religion and I use the word religion because religion is no good. It is not real faith. So here's the theme. What is the theme of this passage? And it comes through this whole book really. It's the theme is faith and deeds. That's the theme. Just take, here we go. The faith and deeds. That's the theme. You, if you read the book of James, that you say various times in this book, he's emphasizing this thing. Not just in this passage. Faith and and deeds, that's the theme. So in, 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 let's go there quickly. In this few verses, he mentioned it four or five times. In verse 17, he says, faith that is not accompanied by deeds is dead. Couple of verses, three verses later, he says, faith without deeds is useless. This sounds like a nagging uh, uh, person, you know. I was going to say wife, but I will never say that, you know. Verse 20, is, faith without deeds is useless. Then he goes on to verse 24. A person is justified by what he does and not just by faith alone. Then he goes on two verses later and he says it again. And by now the congregation says, we get it, James. He says, Faith without deeds is dead. Now, I know some of you know the Bible a little bit, and you say, ha-ha, that's a contradiction, because I know what Romans 3 verse 28 says. 
And what does Romans 3 verse 28 says? For we maintain that a person is justified by faith apart from the works of the law. So are these two passages contradicting one another? And if so, we have a mess. We have a Bible that's not in unity. We have a Bible that contradicts it. And we have a faith that is not so good and actually destroyed if the Bible contradicts one another. But it doesn't. And you will watch that as we will go on. If Paul and James do not agree, we have trouble. But if they do, we have to do something about it. And yes, so the real question, are they really in conflict? And I think you will discover it with me. Now, first of all, if you read these verses, you'll see here that there is something that comes through here about a false claim. A false claim. And listen to what it says. What good is it, my brothers or sisters, if anyone claims to have faith but has no deeds? In other words, there are some of us in the world, and hopefully none in our church, but I know there are some, who claim to have faith but have no deeds. And James says, what good is it? And then he asks the question that I'm going to come back later to, and he says, can such faith, that is only half, can such faith save you? That's the question that he's asking. Asking yourself now, is he looking for an answer? And then he goes on. He scans that. Suppose a brother or sister comes to you, and, and, he, and he's asking you, and he's without food and without, and you just say, God bless you. Go on your way. May the Lord bless you. He says, come on now. That kind of faith is more do it. It's dead. It, it, is, it is a disgrace. If it's not accompanied by action, it's dead. You see the word claim in the Greek is a, is a very simple word. Your kids play with it, lego. You may say lego if you want, but lego, whatever the pronunciation is, uh, it's, it's, it's not what your kids play with. But it's that word it means either to say or to claim. And some translations say claim and others say say. And, and the, the NIV has got it right here when it says, if you claim, if you claim. So James is asking a, a hypothetical question. In other words, a question that answers itself almost. You don't have to give an answer. The answer is real. If you claim to have faith, but you do not show any works, then is that faith real? Is that belief real? You see, what James is saying to us, my dear friends, if we claim to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, then there must be supporting evidence that I do. And he does not suggest that the supporting evidence is just mouthing it off. It's just saying, I believe in Jesus. The supporting evidence that James says that you and I must have is that when I say it, I have got to have works, deeds that back it up. You see, the text is telling us, my dear friends, don't assume that spoken faith is saving faith. And I'm not just talking about the guy that lives bad. I'm talking about people who live good but does nothing for God. That's what James is saying. You don't, just, don't think you can be as good as you want. Come to church as much as you want. But if it's just spoken faith, then it's not faith at all. All he says, you cannot, a, a man cannot be saved and not be changed. A person cannot say they believe and not be transformed. There must be vital evidence of my faith. Then I'm showing that I am a believer. How many of us confess to be believers, but we just do the 
dirty deeds, the undercover, the stealing you and the conniving you just like the rest of the world. You see, James is speaking about a whole lot of things. You can preach hours just on this verse here. And then he says, another thing that James is, is highlighting here is he says, if you claim to have faith, you must have compassion for other people. You must have compassion for other people. Listen to that verse. He starts by saying, suppose a brother or a sister. Now that, that, in other words, doesn't just make it outside in the world there. He says your first responsibility is to fix your own home. Your first responsibility, your charity begins at home, we say, because James says that as well. He says, you know what, brothers and sisters, in other words, if there are people among us who are in need, and we know those needs, and we have something to give, and we, can, we do not demonstrate it to them, our faith is useless, dead. These are some tough words, isn't it? And you know what? I like to skip verses like this. I, I want to just speak about the blessings and what I can get, but not what I must give kind of thing. Uh, you're not the same, are you? I can see you're not the same. You, the, you love these kind of verses, okay? Galatians chapter 6 verse 10 says, Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially those who belong to the household of believers. How many of you believe there's no opportunity to be good to anybody? Man, there are so many opportunities. There's so much opportunity to be good to something. You see, I, I'm not saying to you that the Christian life is a closed shop. In other words, we're just looking after ourselves. But, but it does say that we've got to look after those first in the household of God, those who are believers, and we must help them first. That's our responsibility. But I've also seen that sometimes when you give somebody who's totally far from God, bless them with something, that the lights go on. I have seen that umpty times. I don't know what the word umpty means. I don't know how much it is. It could be a lot. But that's what my kids used to, to use. Umpty. Umpty means a lot. Umpty means billions or trillions. I don't know. You know, that's just kids' language, isn't it? Okay, so I've seen that umpty times. When an unbeliever is blessed by a believer, that their heart, their heart starts opening to the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because that's the goodness of God that draws us to repentance, isn't it? But let me tell you, the household of God first. You see, we can, how can we say we have faith when we see a brother or sister with a physical need and do nothing about it? That's what James is saying. We need to demonstrate this faith. We need to show it off. Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes or, 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 or daily food and you do nothing. My dear friend, if it's poorly clothed, some, some translations say, if somebody's poorly clothed or, or without food or in need of food, and you and I just say, go well, God bless you. I hate these cliches. I want to do something when I hear people say, oh, the Lord will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. Just trust him. And I know this little skarmunkle that just said that has got money in the wallet, and he sort of says, and I will do it. I was lucky to quote the verse. The Lord will supply your needs, honey, all his riches in glory. Go and be blessed. That's what the verse, James says, you fool. You have got money to give, Donnie, and you don't give him? What kind of a believer is this? You're looking at me like I'm really giving you a hiding this morning. I am not. I'm just encouraging you this morning. So, so, so he says, these are empty words. Those are not, that doesn't come from a believer. You cannot, dem you've got to demonstrate real faith. And, and, and you know, otherwise it's dead faith. Now, now let me tell you something about God and the poor people. Neither God nor the poor person will thank you for your good wishes. Did you hear what I said? 
neither God nor the poor person will thank you for your good wishes. But God will bless you and commend you for what you do when he presses your button. I, I love this verse. And I, Job is such an example to us. Man, this poor guy got beaten up. Eh? And, and he got clubbed in all kinds of directions. And then right at the end of one of the last chapters, Job he's sort of examining his life. Now listen to this. This is like amazing stuff. Job 31, 16 to 22. This is, Job is sitting and he says, I don't know why this stuff has gone wrong, but I, I need to take some stock here. And he says, if I had denied, and he's looking at his life, he said, Lord, if I, if I have denied the desires of the poor or let the eyes of the widow grow weary, if I've kept my bread to myself, not sharing with the fatherless. And then in verse 18, which I've left out, he says, I've done it all my life. I've, get, I've looked after them. But now listen to what he says. If I have denied the poor, if I've not looked after, if I've kept my bread to myself. If I have seen anyone perishing for lack of nothing or the needy without garments and their hearts did not bless me for warming them with fle the fleece from my sheep. If I have raised my hand against the fatherless knowing that I had influence in, in court. In other words that I had the means if I, di if I didn't do this. Listen to this verse 22. Then let my arm fall from my shoulder. Let it be broken off at the joint. How many of you would like to stand and pray that prayer with me? And say, Lord, if I'm not looking after the fatherless, the widow, and the poor, and if I'm just saying, Lord, bless you and keep you, the Lord will sort you out, but I, I have the means and I'm not doing it. Okay, will you pray that prayer? If I've done that, Lord, rip my arm out from the socket, break it right here. And some of us may come to church like this on Sunday. You know, we don't want to do that. And, and I, I find, I saw Job, you know, this is quite something. But this is the testimony of his life. In other words, he's saying, this is what I've done. The fatherless, the poor, I've looked after them. You see, would we dare to have this kind of compassion for the lost, for the poor, for the widows, and for the orphans? Another thing from this passage that I get here is that if we believe, but we're not showing it, we actually, the Bible says, do not have communion with God. Now, I want to warn you today, as we talk, before we step onto this one, but as we talk about poor people, you can be taken for a ride like nobody's business, my buddy. It's happened to me a lot of times. There are people who come to churches like this, and we have them, and say, you heard that sermon? Now, give me, give me, give me. And then what they do with it is they satisfy their own fleshly desires and their sinful behaviors. So we have a system here, and I just want to tell you again and again that there are pastors here who work with these kind of people who are in need, and we assess them, and we have helped people. And there's a lady with a beautiful testimony, and we're going to put it on the website soon of, of just how this church has helped, and she's on her feet, and she's running. She didn't sit there and say, just give me, give me, give me. And you see, so be careful. There will be those kind of people. And, and the best thing is to say, listen, I'll speak to one of the pastors. Don't just give. I just wanted to throw that in for free. That's for free. Okay. So let's move on to the next point then. Is if you believe, but you do not show it. James is actually saying to me, and I'll prove it to you, that we don't have communion with God. Now, listen to us. You have faith, somebody says. And James says, I'll show you my faith by my deeds. Show me your faith without your deeds, and I will show you my faith by my deeds. You believe that there is one God. He's speaking to Jews here. He says, you believe that there's one God? He says, good. And then he comes with a shocker, a lobo. Even the demons believe that. 
and they shudder. I mean, what a, what a, what a low ball. It's, it's, like, it's like he builds an eye. You believe there's one God? Good, fantastic. But the demons also do this. You know what he's saying? He says, you're confessing that there is one God, but you're not. You, the shocking thing is you are not doing good. You're believing, but you're, not, lever, you're not, not better than the devil and the demons himself. In fact, James is saying to us in rule of translation, even the devil is a believer, but he's not a doer. And that's the difference. We've got to do. And that's what Jamie, you, if you say you have communion, if you say you believe in God, you've got to do this stuff. You've got to be a, a, an action-filled believer. Too many of us are going through this life, my dear friends. And like I said earlier, on, we think, you know what, I'm just going to have lots of faith. I'm going to go to Bible study after Bible study and, and just fill myself with knowledge. I'm going to grow in my, in my knowledge of, of this walk with God. I'm going to be the top student in, 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 on the Monday night courses and, and I'm going to get an education, a master's degree in theology or whatever you want. And I'm going to, next life group, next course, next life group, next course. And, and you're actually not rowing like I am. You're just rowing and you're saying, next life course, next course, fill up, fill me up, fill me up. And you're going in circles, going nowhere because there's no works to back up that you're going straight. And I'm saying to you, I, I fear for you, and I'm sorry to say that so straight. But we gotta, we got to pedal this thing, pedal this thing, or pedal this thing. I don't know what's the right word here. In, in tandem here, faith works. Faith works. Not faith. And faith, if you're out of sync, sometimes you've got to do three faiths, you know, and, and three works again to get back. And I, I've, I know that as well. But it's faith and works to get where we need to go. You see, if we don't do that, we, we are not in communion with God because that's His plan. You see the Greek word here, uh, you know, like I said, the Bible is just so strong. And so he says, he says, yeah, the Greek word is free sushi. I know some of you are so excited though because you think I'm going to give you free sushi after the service. No, that's the Greek word. And actually free sushi means, <laughs> Pete, I'm sure I'm not pronouncing it right because they're laughing at me, but it's good enough, you know, is to have a rough surface. Uh, you know when water's got a rough surface and you're on a canoe, it, it just goes like this. I mean, you're beaver, you're brook beaver, alles beaver, you're skit net so much. Next, you know, you verstaan wat ek nou sê, nee. You know, you shudder, you, you, and that's, the demons are skitting, man. They are like, like this. And, and Afrikaans say, you're brook beaver when you're bang as, your haare staan rechop. Nicole, you can't say that because your shawl you don't have here. So, so, but that's what it, so he says, you know what, when the demons say they believe, they, yeah, you've got hair on your leg, three of them. And so, so and, and they shake because they, they shudder. They, they like on an uneven surface when they think of God. But it doesn't get them anywhere. It just doesn't get them anywhere. And, and you say, yes, all of you, you're nailing me a little bit hard here because uh, I believe, I trust and I'm, feeling, I'm starting to feel terrified yeah. that that's not good enough. Yeah, because I think faith is demonstrated by belief, by trust, by practical actions. And that, my dear friend, gives me peace. If I only do the belief part, here's the guarantee. You will not be at peace with God. He said, ah, I've got a verse for you and I'll give it back to you. Romans chapter 5, verse 1. Therefore, since we have ju been justified by faith, we have peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ. I just told you what faith is. Faith is not just belief and the whole Bible speaks about it. Doing the stuff that you believe. I'm not going to elaborate much on the next point, but I want to highlight this. Is faith without practical demonstration, the Bible says, is not saving faith. 
believer, it is not saving faith. It's not how much you know. It's not how much you even trust. It is how much you know, trust, and do. That is a demonstration of your faith. You see, the question that James asked is a, is, a, is a hypothetical question. It is like, I'm not expecting an answer. I'm giving you the answer by my question, actually. Can such faith save you? And the answer is it's natural. You, if you say, uh, yes, it can say, you, you know, you're going to be stupid. So the faith is, no, you, it won't. No, I, I agree, it won't. So what are we going to do when we read this stuff and listen to this stuff? Watch another program on TV tonight uh, and, and fill our days with nothings and, and so on when God says faith and works, faith and works. You know, the next one as well, listen to this, it gets worse. You know, this Bible is very straight. It says, faith without a practical demonstration is foolishness. It's foolishness. Now, you foolish person, do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? The word there is kenai, and that word is actually this empty. Faith without deeds is empty. It's empty, you know? And, 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 and we should listen to what the word says. Christians, you and I should be queuing. You and I should be giving. You and I should be sharing. You and I should as, as wake up in the morning and, and I pray that. And I say, Lord, show me the deeds you want me to do today because I believe you. But I want my deeds to walk with my faith. It's, and I pray that, and I'm telling you, my dear friends, I'm not boasting. I'm telling you, this is what I desire. It's, Lord, show me the works. I believe you. I want to share this faith with people as I want to touch people's lives. And, and I told you, I go to the petrol station. You can come with me if you want. My car's not empty. I fill it on Friday, I had six, seven guys that want to fill my car because I give generously over and above what I fill. And, and so, and I, this is all I want to do, and it's all I want to share with you. I'm nothing better than you. Is faith and works, faith and works, faith and works. That's what James is saying. And I'm almost done. But he says, you know what? Faith includes a willingness to sacrifice. That's the last point for today. Faith. Includes a willingness to sacrifice. And he tells you the story about Abram as I read earlier on. And he says, consider our father Abraham. His righteousness, consider his righteousness for when he offered his son Isaac on the altar. Or, or was it considered? You see that his faith and his actions worked together. And his faith was made complete by what he did. Not by what he believed. That was the half. That was this part. But by what he did. It was made complete. That's how simple it is, you see. Now, let me tell you something, and I'm closing with this. Abraham, you, Abraham, you've been trusting God for umpty years for a son or a child. You don't have a child. And God has promised is, is the nation is going to come from you. And you expected now to have 15 or 20 children. And you have none. And you're old bully. You're gray like. And you, uh, and there's no kids. <laughs> And there's no kids. And, and you go, Lord, this is never going to happen. And then you have this boy. And this boy starts growing up. And you, he's the love of your life. You have lived all these years, you and your wife, for, for this boy. And you get this boy. And the boy starts getting, and, and you see, man, there's so much potential in this boy. And God knocks on your door and he says, you know what? Take the road tomorrow, Abraham. Go and sacrifice that boy. And you go, did I hear that right? And you say, just once more, Lord. Repeat that, and he says, go and sacrifice that boy. Go and sacrifice what you love, Abraham. Yes, the next morning he gets up and he says to his boy, he doesn't tell his wife, that was the right thing to do. And he says, he says Isaac, we're going to go to the mountain, we're going to sacrifice something to the Lord. 
get the wood on it, on the donkeys and the, the fire sticks or matches, whatever they use, the, the big lighters, uh, take them with us. Uh, we, we, we're walking. Now, they're walking on the flats first, and if you know the, the environment, then they get to this mountain. And, and sheep, rams, don't go to the high parts of the mountains. They stay in the, in the valleys. And they climb maybe a little bit, but sheep are lazy. So they don't climb to the top, so they feed. In the, so, he, so Isaac is with his daddy, and they're climbing this mountain. And Isaac is realizing we're getting higher where there ain't no sheep. Something is not so lucky here. My dad is, is not telling me something here. And they get to the top there, and I say, pack the wood, and there ain't no sheep. And Isaac must have thought a little bit, uh-oh, you know, something is wrong here. I'm going to lose something here, and it could be my life. Anyway, so his dad says to my boy, God wants me to sacrifice you. Now, I know what my son would have done. Can you guess? Bryce or Jared, and even Chris, I think, would have done it. Would have run down that mountain as fast as they can, man. Those old legs would never have been able to catch them. And yet Isaac goes down on the altar there and he says, okay, Dad, I'm, I'm okay with that. If that's the horrible thing God wants you to do, I'm going to be okay with that because you just do what God wants you to do. So he packs his son, he ties him down, he grabs a knife. And at that moment, God brings and he says, whoa, here's the ram in the bush. Rams shouldn't be there, remember? They don't feed there. Miracle. He says, here's the escape. Here's the escape. He's in the bush, in the tree. Can you see the New Testament coming through here? The escape on the tree. He's in the tree here. And Isaac goes, thank you, God. I'll serve you the rest of my life. You know? And, but imagine this, Mignon. He went through, and God didn't stop him, sacrifice his son. And now he's got to go home with blood on the knife, blood on his hands, and these thoughts in his mind, and he's got to go to his wife. Can you imagine what he thought on the way there? How am I going to tell my dear wife that I just killed our son? What are the servants going to think when they realize that their boss is a murderer? What are my friends going to think about me when I come down and I said, this loving God that loves us so much told me to kill my son and offer him back to him? You know, you know what they're going to think of me? You probably thought they're going to think I'm a psychotic dad. I'm an abusive murderer. But yet he says, you know what? I will sacrifice what I love God. You see, faith, my dear friends, and the deeds is not always what I like to do. Is not always what is easy for me. But when God says to you, if you want this faith to be real, then you've got to do the stuff. You've got to sacrifice some stuff for me. I don't know what God is calling you to do, but here's the crux of the matter. Faith, the Bible says, God says, James says, without obedience, without sacrifice, without deeds, is foolish, empty, useless, dead, and cannot save us. Now listen, before you go home and say another sermon, not too bad, I like that kayak of yours, can I use it? Before you say that, think about it. Think about your faith. What are you doing for God? Because it is about believing and doing. Are you saying works? I'm saying faith and works. Yes, I am saying it because that's what the Bible says. What are we doing for God? Was all the doing about me, my career, my money, my future, my children, my pension, my this, and it's more of mine and less of God.